All right, welcome to Unit 3, Chapter 2, as we go through the Nutrition Choose Life book together. Whether you have the book in front of you or not, doesn't really matter. The book is fun to have on hand because it has great appendices, recipes, pictures, and lots of information that we don't put in here, but this is just a great way to get our introduction to the nutrition through. So... Today is all about the olfactory system and the nose, just a little bit relevant to those of us who love diffusing. <laughs> I have two diffusers on right now and a roller. And then of course, we all have diffusers going and um, oils all around us. So we have definitely done some deep diving into the olfactory system. So let's talk about some of the mechanics of our olfactory system here and some ways we can help keep it healthy. All right, odors can alert us to danger. They can be pleasurable. Uh, Thanksgiving smells sage. Anybody, when you smell that, turkey roasting. So when we breathe, we talked about this last week and Sabrina sent me a beautiful picture of somebody blowing up, I believe it was hogs lungs. <laughs> so yes, they do apparently do that. And it's from Sen Meatsmith who's out here on Vashon Island. I love Farmstead Meatsmith. They're the first people I ever saw do butchering like 10 years ago. And I thought they were the most fascinating thing ever. So when we breathe, we can feel our lungs expand and contract. You can actually see it when our chest goes in and out. What we don't notice is what goes on in our nose before air or odors, which can be good or bad, arrive in our lungs. So the act of smelling is called olfaction and it involves a detection and perception of chemicals floating in the air. A chemical, just in case if anybody doesn't know, is a term for an exogenous molecule that is to say something created outside of your body. So endogenous would be created within your body, like endogenous hormones, like oxytocin, for instance, exogenous hormones would be like pitocin that could be fed to you. All right. So just so we know, chemical doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, Clorox or something like that just means anything created outside of the human body. So the sense of smell is the most powerful human sense. It has a direct trigger to the brain. It evokes instant reactions such as memory and recall. However, it is the least understood of the five senses. So our olfactory system is the sensory system that we use for olfaction. Obviously, without it, we would not smell odors. I do know people who don't smell odors. So um, we can distinguish approximately 10,000 odors or substances, even concentrations as low as a few parts per billion. There are some people, super smellers, I'm looking to see, she doesn't list it in the side here, but um, super smellers who can smell um, basically more and more complex detail than the average human can. There's also people who can see differently than most humans can. <clears throat> A human has about 40 million olfactory receptors. A German shepherd has about 2 billion so that's why we have dogs sniffing things out. All right, to best understand the parts of olfactory system and how they work, we're gonna follow the scent of an apple. So when you bite into an apple, you smell that apple pie in the oven, 
then the molecules, the chemical molecules that are in the air released from the apple, they then enter your nose. And these are what we call odors. And then they'll travel to the top of the nasal cavity. They'll lock onto the receptor cells in the cilia. If you remember, we talked about cilia um, la to last week or two weeks ago, I forget. And these are the bundles of six to eight hairs that extend from some 10 million olfactory nerve cells. So these olfactory receptors make up a membrane called the olfactory epithelium. So these olfactory receptors can detect new orders, odors, even in the midst of an environment full of common odors. So you're sitting in your house and there's all kinds of things around you that you can smell. And then the dog farts and you're like, I smell something, <laughs> right? Like you smell the different smell. <laughs> Even when there's, you know, dinner cooking on the stove, a diffuser going right next to you, um, you know, a fire going in the fireplace, like there's other smells going on and then you smell that a different, different smell being introduced. So olfactory receptors are connected to neurons. These turn the odor molecules, this is, this is the part that we call magic. So these olfactory receptors, they connect, they plug up to neurons and they turn the odor molecule that came in zing, into an electrical signal. That's magic. <laughs> That's how things in the air can talk to our brain, which speaks electricity. So these signals are sent through the olfactory nerve to the olfactory bulb, which is about seven centimeters up the nose and belongs to your central nervous system. So inside the olfactory bulb, this is just mechanical here. This is not something we need to memorize in order to smell things. Thank goodness. Hello, strange person walking past a lane. The, inside, the olfactory, <laughs> inside the olfactory bulb are axons that form to create glomeruli. <laughs> Could you say that slower? Glomeruli. I think it was a name out of Harry Potter or something. <laughs> I don't really know how to say it, but glomeruli, 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 glomeruli. I don't know. It's connected to, to the singular glomerulus. I'm going to say it's Latin because it's got a Latin root on the end or Latin suffix on the end. Let's just pray, in which case it would be pronounced glomerulus. <laughs> Google it if you can figure out how to spell it, which send the signal to mitral. Okay, let me start the whole sentence over. Inside the olfactory bulb are axons that form to create glomeruli, which send the signal to mitral cells that are connected to various parts of the brain, such as olfactory cortex, the hippocampus, amygdala, hypothalamus, and these make up the limbic system of the brain. Does anybody know what the limbic system of the brain is primarily responsible for? Why, why, since everybody on here, I'm, I'm not sure who's watching the replay, but at least everybody whose faces I see right now is very familiar with essential oils. And we talk about essential oils for health. We talk about essential oils for all these different things. Oh, for blood pressure and hormones and all these wonderful, lovely things that essential oils interact with. Why in the freaking heavens would you say that a smell has anything to do with how you feel and your emotions? 
and what your endocrine system is up to today and what your heart is talking about. Like, why would we say smells have anything to do with that? Remember, we just talked about how the odors, the molecules in the air are taken in through your nose. The olfaction happens, the, ol <laughs> the olfaction action. All right, so the molecule goes in, your brain turns it into an electrical signal and dumps it into your limbic system. This controls heart rate, breathing, blood pressure, stress, memory, hormone levels, feelings of joy, anxiety, fear, anger, depression, a center for storing and releasing trauma memories. Whoa. Okay. Now we all get it. <laughs> now it's duh. <laughs> Have you ever just smelled something you know, you, I have a bottle, the, one of the, there's probably two toxic things in our house. One is a bottle of lotion and the other is a different bottle of lotion. I don't use either one. We'll tell you why I keep them because when I open them up, they send me back to an instant, like memory and the feeling of the summer when I met Gary, that was the lotion that I was using at that time. And so I haven't thrown them away, even though I'm like, oh, does have chemicals in them? I should probably not keep them. But I'm like, I just love to every once in a while open them and smell like, oh my gosh, it's like pure memory right there. I don't even have to translate it into like pictures or words. It's just like the feeling. So our olfactory system takes is the strongest connection that humans have to memory stronger than pictures stronger than sound uh it's it's the strongest one we have in fact it's so strong that they say if you're diffusing something while you're studying and then you diffuse it or wear it while you're taking the test you actually perform better on the test because your memory has linked you in through the smell it's so fascinating it can also have negative um, it's not always a positive thing. You may um, smell something uh, during times of trauma in your life. And then oh, the smell of blood could be a smell for somebody in a car accident or something like that. And then they smell it later and the rush comes back. We certainly hear about this with people with PTSD who smell even firecrackers can set that off. Not just the sound, but then the smell of that like gunpowder smell. So it's not always positive, but it is linked to our memories, to our trauma, to our central nervous system and everything that, that controls and our emotions. The lizard brain is what it's sometimes called. It's like your most core brain, the most core thing that controls your body. So we can pronounce that right. Ready? Hang on. Glomeruli. Glomeruli. Yeah, I wasn't even close. <laughs> you were close. You were close. <laughs> there was a G in there somewhere. <laughs> so glomeruli, that's good to know. So the sense of smell is the only one of the five senses, the only one of all the five senses you have for taking in stimuli from anything around you in the entire universe. It is a sense of smell is the only one directly linked to the emotional control center, the limbic lobe of your brain. You cannot speak to your emotions with words. Has anybody tried that? <laughs> Have you ever tried saying calm down to somebody? Pro tip, I read all these police books about de-escalation techniques and they all start with, so calm down is like the worst thing you could ever say. 
I think about that when people hear it say, I hear people say it to kids like, calm down. I'm like, by the way, that's not going to work. All right. So the apple smell sent by means of electrical impulses from the cilia to the olfactory bulb and then to the amygdala and then to the limbic region of the brain. Scientists don't even know exactly what causes the receptors to react. The best guess they have is that the odor's chemical markers, its size, shape, or maybe its electrical frequency, we don't really know. I know there's similar mystery surrounding chemoreceptors. So that's like, say, when you feel pain. Um, they, it, interestingly enough, we don't exactly know how that works. It's so weird because you're like, but it's basic, right? Like it's mechanical, but there's mysteries in this world. I always heard that if you want to be in the field of the mo like, like for, I, I, I definitely heard this when I went to um, community college. So that was a long time ago, at least 12, maybe 15 years ago. So they, they were saying, um, if you want to be on a field of research that has very like, barely scratch the surface of knowledge and just has so much more to learn and understand microbiology and neuroscience because we literally do not understand how these things work as much as we have behind them it's all mystery so you know when we talk about the microbiome and things like that um elena i feel like we should be sewing something right now i know i was i she's sewing she's crocheting and i keep thinking in my head i gotta blanket over there I got to work yeah, on and I'm I like, like, I'm like you so fascinated that. by this I'm like reading with you so I can't do that <laughs> I'm thinking you know like cooperative handicraft read aloud night is in our future uh, yes probably comes. Yes. <laughs> uh, or, I'll, or, I'll set or, up the Marco Polo next to the zoom so I can record it on the Marco Polo for everybody else <laughs> a little stitch a little stitch and bitch would be really really good yes we could handle that yes okay so um, smelling, who knew our nose was so fascinating, but here we are, the nose knows. The so nose knows. The nose knows. Well, so when we wake up to that delicious smell, we breathe deeply. So we draw those odor molecules up into the top of our nasal cavity. And then there's several types of molecules. Each of them fits into a slot on an olfactory receptor that accommodates only that particular molecule. Think of your taste buds, similar kind of concept. So as soon as the molecules stick to the receptors, intracellular enzymes and substrates quickly cause each cell to produce an electrical signal, right? That's how we talk to our brain. That's why frequencies matter for humans because they do. That's why sleeping next to cables and cords and EMFs and things like that also matters because it, it, there's signals happening, it interferes. All right, so this signal flashes through the axon of each olfactory sensory neuron and onto cells of the olfactory bulb. From there, the messages from each cell goes to the olfactory cortex. This is when we have the, oh, they're making me breakfast. I can smell pancakes downstairs. That smells so good. Oh, bacon sizzling. Count me in. <laughs> Serena's like, I can smell it now. <laughs> And remember, if we flip back a few chapters, when your mouth just created saliva, that was the digestion beginning at the thought of bacon cooking. Our body's like, bacon? I, I'll, get the, I'll, get the, I'll get the plates ready. I'll start, I'll start getting the juices ready for you. <laughs> so yeah, scrolling those pictures of food on Pinterest can be damaging. <laughs> so 
one way to re realize the connection between sense of smell and memory again is to go back and talk about think about experiences you have with smells for sure i remember one christmas uh, mom always makes like turkey like roasted turkey breast in the uh crock pot or whatever and one christmas we had that as usual and then not as usual also happened a couple of us got the flu or some kind of like a stomach bug and so i threw up you know shortly after that meal and felt terrible for a couple of days and then life went on for years i was not able to smell look at think about talk about remember turkey without feeling so ill and part of that reason is because your hippocampus right in that whole memory center your hippocampus took that odor molecule and how bad you felt and said "Ooh, these came at the same time these are bad. These are very bad. Same as when you put your hand on a hot stove, your brain, your hippocampus takes the burning sensation and the uh, putting the hand on the stove and puts them together and says, very bad, very bad. I would not recommend zero stars. Don't do that again, please. And so that can have a if Gary wants to see me turn green, he just says Eureka, because when I was pregnant with Jacob, we watched this Canadian show called Eureka, and it has a theme song in the beginning, right? And we watched a couple seasons of it. That was when we lived in Coronado, and our laptop was on top of a cardboard box, because that was the only furniture we had. And so it, it was amazing. And we would watch it because... We had no lights in the house. So when it was dark, what are you going to do? <laughs> Watch a TV show. And um, sometime later after Jacob was born, Gary went to turn on the show and he turned it on and I almost threw up. I was like, you have to turn that off. I was like, I cannot. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I am so sick right now. That wasn't even smell, but that was an example of the hippocampus taking an experience that had nothing to do with morning sickness but it put the two together and and connected them and i think we were saying i was saying the other day and i, I was like you should we should try playing that again because it's been a long time i wonder if it, he said eureka the other day and i didn't feel like throwing up so i was like maybe it's okay all right so there's smelling smelling certain smells such as therapeutic great essential oils can have a profound effect on emotional and physical health obviously as we saw here because if you can look at the properties of an oil and then you look at what your olfaction is talking to everything from stress and memory to um to you know your emotions that's very very empowering to know um some scents are invigorating others are calming and the science of how various aromas affect the body is called aromatherapy and although there are generalizations we can make like most people love the smell of bread most people love the smell of bacon usually lavender will be calming Again, we know every human is different and we just read that we don't know exactly how and why every molecule speaks in a certain way. Some people can't stand the smell of bread. Some people hate the smell of bacon and lavender is not calming to everyone. Like generalizations exist, but they're not always exactly true and we can't always explain why. And sometimes people really wanna know exactly what will this oil do for me? And that's like saying exactly what food will I like the taste of? Well, I don't know. It is a little bit subjective and there are some real, like even, you know, we each might take a medication made for a certain purpose and you may have nausea and I may have headaches and Colleen might have no symptoms whatsoever. So it doesn't always speak to our body the same way, even when its purpose is the same. 
So just something to keep in mind, because people often want like the hard and fast, tell me exactly what it's going to do, when it's going to do it, how much you need to do. And it's like, you do need to be willing and open to explore a little bit for yourself. I had somebody ask me the other day if I thought that um, her cedar wood was bad because it smelled like cat urine to her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I think I saw that conversation. Why Why did I see that conversation? Um, a lot of people have that um, reaction. I found only people who grew up with cats. Um, Gary said, yeah, I see how it smells a little bit like cat pee. Um, and speaking of memories and trauma, I had a friend who, um, she loves her oils. She's in this group. She buys a lot of oils. She loves her oils, uses them for everything. She opened a bottle of cedar wood and violently threw it across the room. Her reaction was so strong. Now she came out of an abusive, very, like we're talking bloody bruised and broken marriage where he hoarded cats and the house reeked of urine. And when she opened that bottle, it triggered her trauma response. And she literally threw the cedar wood across the room. And she's like, you can have it. I was like, I'll buy it. She goes, you can have it. You must take it away from me. Um, however, blends with it in it has not triggered her at all. So it's that specific smell right in there. She picked out that there may be a similar uh, molecule between the two. <laughs> as a side 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 note has anybody seen the article that came out like i want to say a year ago or something about lacroix or lacroix however you say that water brand and they're like they have cockroach pesticide ingredients in it and it was linalool and i was like for crying out loud linalool is a molecule in like every plant it's in lavender it's in like half the essential oils it's sure you can put it you can manufacture it synthetically and you can put it in cockroach pesticide but just if it's in cockroach pesticide that like for pete's sake <laughs> i was such a um uh like what's the name when it's like over dramatic title it was just too much it was too much uh, i don't even know that much about the brand but i was like no, <laughs> this is for Pete's sake. So what you're saying is, is that all of the things that have linalool <laughs> right. would help us keep on roaches? Is that, is that why we're going here? Because <laughs> I guess that's where we're going with this. I don't know. Maybe hyperbole, mom says. Yes. Oh, hyperbole. Yeah. All right, so why can't we taste stuff when our noses are smelled? Have you ever seen those tests people do with like blindfolded and their nose is plugged and they taste things and they like can't tell the difference between like a pear and an apple and tomato or something? I don't really know that that's exaggerated. That's hyperbole right there. But um, so from 70 to 75% of what we taste is actually coming in through our olfactory system. Those chemicals are working, sending electrical messages to synthesize an experience for you. And if you've ever watched a TV show where the sound is off from the visual and you're like, this is so annoying. <laughs> Even when it's like a split second, you're like, ah, <laughs> stop, you know? So when your senses aren't working together, it's kind of like that. The experience is not the same. It's not synthesized. Synthesized. Taste buds can only detect bitter, salty, sweet, and sour flavors. When we chew food, some of the odor molecules travel to the back of the mouth, up into the nasal cavity, to those olfactory receptors. When the olfactory receptors are covered with thick, excess mucus, Sorry, I, I feel like I say mucus on our Zoom calls a lot. 
Um, so I appreciate you bearing with me. Mucus is honestly fantastic. Without it, we would all be dead. We need mucus. So um, I just know it makes people smile. So they're not able to detect the odor molecules, so we don't taste the food. Um, there's And there's a lot of health conditions that affect our respiratory system. We did cover those a little bit in the last chapter. Um, but excess mucus blocks nasal passages. It can create nasal congestion. Then the odor molecules cannot reach the olfactory system or the limbic system, keeps us from smelling everything. So things that affect that, colds, viruses, sinus infections, allergies, so those all produce excess mucus. Remember dairy, pretty much all dairy is mucus forming. Um, you can eliminate dairy completely if you need to, if you want to do a reintroduction, you know, raw fermented is always good. Um, and in appendix O, if you have the book appendix O, she has more information about dairy and then sugar is also mucus forming because it's inflammation and your body's trying to protect you from this dangerous toxin. So it negatively affects respiratory and olfactory system. So you can replace sugary treats with fresh fruit. I will say if you're trying to kill a sugar bug, speaking as someone who has done it um, more than once, which means I only put the sugar bug unconscious to not really kill it, I guess. Cause <laughs> but once you start eating sugar again, basically the addiction returns and then you have to, you know, but um, I would say, honestly, if you're really trying to kill the sugar, um, because I have like a mouthful of sweet teeth, it's all sweet tooth for me, then um, you have to get rid of everything, fruit, everything for a while, um, because there's enough sugar in that to keep that going. Um, especially if you have a candida, which I'm positive that's what I had. Have? Probably still have. I don't know. <laughs> Working on it. So the sense of smell is lost when disorders prevent air from reaching the olfactory receptors in the nose can be temporary, like with nasal congestion. Everybody's probably experienced that on this call. Um, and then some people, their loss of smell may be due to allergies, asthma, health concerns like nerve damage, nasal polyps, head trauma, Alzheimer's, had no idea, medications, tumors. Um, some loss of smell occurs with age in most cases with no apparent cause, no treatment is recommended. All right, so olfactory research. This is going to be all good news for anybody who is a part of the holiday launch. <laughs> oh, I feel like the winter nights and the new other new five mil cover this right here. So um, peppermint diffused into the air was shown to increase attention and attentiveness. So hashtag school. Patients undergoing an MRI scan, which can be stressful, were exposed to burst of a vanilla scent while they were in the MRI tube. 63% of these patients experienced less anxiety. That's pretty decent. Um, in a large clinical study, fragrances including peppermint were used to trigger significant waste loss, weight loss in patients who had been unsuccessful in any type of weight management program. That is by Alan Hirsch and Gomez, somebody R. Gomez in the Journal of Neurological and Orthopedic Medicine and Surgery. Weight reduction through inhalation of odorants is the name of their study. Um, so that's fascinating. 
And if somebody comes to you and tells you, I diffused or I smelled or whatever, such and so, this is my experience, like, listen and validate their experience because we, again, we don't know how it's working. If somebody goes, yeah, this, I felt so calm, you know, a lot of people say, oh, okay, it was a placebo. Like, yeah, maybe you can have a placebo effect. But I always tell people, remember, this works on animals too. And animals are not subject to the placebo effect. And when I do things for my kids, I make sure not to say like, this is going to, because I kind of want to see if it does, you know, they don't know what I've read. So they don't, I, they don't know what, what like I'm looking for. And then if they're like, oh, I feel, you know, then I say, oh, good to know. All right. So herbs is not a double blind study. It's just a blind study. <laughs> double blind study would be the blind leading the blind right <laughs> just kidding so herbs for improving our sense of smell if there's no obvious reason for someone to have lost their sense of smell it can be partially or fully restored using herbs and spices usually basil um, peppermint or thyme are what people use and then household care this is the last little section on here so there's um this is this is a big deal, uh, especially right now. I feel like it's really intense. I went to Fred Meyer today and obviously, well, I'm not really going to any stores these days anymore. It's like not fun anymore, but I did go to Fred Meyer since I was by myself. And so it was my chance. And I walked down an aisle, Christmas decorations or something. And I was just trying to get out to the other side and it smelled so strongly. I couldn't believe it. And then I walked through the household area, towels and things like that. It was overpowering how strong the synthetic fragrances were. And it was not pleasing. It wasn't, you know, oh, this is probably bad for me, but it's really delicious. No, it was just horrible all around. <clears throat> Excuse me. So synthetic fragrances, in perfumes, cosmetics, body care products, um, and cleaning agents have been known to cause widespread damage to the brain and spinal cord of animals. Because we don't do these studies on humans because it would be cruel. So we just watch the humans wither and die <laughs> as they use the products for years. Sorry, I'm not bitter. Okay, so use pure and effective. <laughs> so Colleen's like, mm, I think a little. <laughs> just a skosh <laughs> so uh, use pure effective personal care products preferably made with completely natural ingredients you can totally make a lot of stuff at home because it is really hard to find things in the store part of the reason is because things are on a shelf and they have they you know they manufacture them and then they get shuttled from warehouse to warehouse to store to truck to store whatever they need lots of preservatives in order to make them last and so it's kind of hard to get products on the shelves that don't have things in it that are bad for us so that's why a lot of people just end up relying on diys unless you're going to someplace that sells you know super bougie refrigerated <laughs> things um or my other favorite alternative hobbies you guys all know that is anything from young living hello everybody on here uses young living you know that um because they use oils instead of the scary things that I'm trying to avoid. So toxins and household cleaners are harmful to the olfactory system. And what is your olfactory system? Plug directly into your nervous system. <laughs> and what is your olfactory system plug directly into your respiratory system? So your 
by smelling household cleaners or laundry detergent or whatever, you are basically dumping directly into your central nervous system and your respiratory system, everything that is in the air in front of you. And what do those systems do? They start pumping everything that you just breathed in out into your bloodstream and they start packing it into every organ in your body or build, building fat stores so they can wad it up <laughs> in balls of fat and hide it in your body where it hopefully won't get to your liver and kill you. So replace your household cleaners with safer natural cleaners. So vinegar, white vinegar, raw apple cider vinegar, baking soda, pure grain alcohol. <laughs> That's why I'm buying this. It's for cleaning. <laughs> because I don't like cleaning, okay? So ordinary pure soap, these can clean without adding toxic ingredients to your home. It's very simple. And I know that there's brands out there like with very flashy, attractive sounding names, but just trust me that an old fashioned font on the label, a person's name in the title and the words clean or natural means nothing. <laughs> Oh, and if it has vinegar in it, that doesn't mean anything either. <laughs> you can put vinegar in poison and the poison is still poison. So then reduce your airborne contaminants in your home uh, by regularly dusting. And if you did not see Elaine already posted the dusting recipe in the group. So just go search dust <laughs> in the group and it will pop up for you. So be a label reader. Look for fragrance on anything. If it's on lotion, if it's on um, soap, I mean, fragrance is the enemy. All right. So um, question for everybody and think of it if you can answer this. Have you ever smelled an odor that triggered a memory? I have shared a number, <laughs> but if you have one, let's hear it. Whenever I smell wood, like wood burning, like real wood burning, it reminds me of my dad's village because that's what they burn. And it evokes all kinds of like happy, happy, happy stuff, like all upside. Yeah. Love that. All right. Well, y'all are going to think I'm really weird, or at least this is a really funny, like not a normal one. <laughs> but growing up, we did, um, my grandpa and my dad were mechanics and they had this big mechanic shop. And so the smell of like, diesel fuel really like brings me back to that and then we did uh racing and burning tires <laughs> brings me back to like every weekend with my grandpa we would spend hours together doing that That's awesome. um, so it, it, those things remind me and then when I started doing jewelry I uh got this product like to buff um to like kind of steal the outsides of the wire and I opened this and for whatever reason I was like oh this chemical thing yeah stick it up my nose and smell it right and I smelled it and I was like instantly brought back to the hours and hours of time that I spent in the shop with my grandpa when he would work on heads there's like um gaskets that you put on there. there's like these this red and blue like lubricant that they use like over the stuff and it smelled just like that and I was like oh my gosh I feel like I'm back there with my grandpa like out of nowhere wow. And That's I actually so cool. like kept the container just to walk over and open and smell it every now and then. <laughs> because I understand. Yeah, I just, 
Understand. All those good memories, right? But I'm always like, this is probably terrible. And I don't put it on the jewelry anymore because I don't trust it. But <laughs> yeah, like there's a bazillion things like that that I can think of that bring you back to that. So whenever we talk about smells of the memory, I'm like, yes, yes. Huffing paint in grandpa's shop. <laughs> I when I was like six, um, my mom used to bake bread. Not all the time, but enough. And I can remember, like even thinking about the smell of baking bread, I can remember standing in the kitchen and smelling it and it was on the counter and slathering it with butter. Yeah, it's good. Perfection. That, and that, the, the thing is like all the memories that everybody's saying is not just like, I remember eating bread or I remember working on cars. It's like, I remember the feeling of being with that person. And I remember like, like that's so strong. That comes with the smell. If I said working on cars, Sabrina would be like, oh, I remember working on cars with my grandpa, but it doesn't rush her into the emotions of the moment the way, you know, huffing gasoline does for her. <laughs> Oh, just a chance to rag on our girl. Um, Claudia and Colleen, if you have any thoughts that come to mind, you can also share them. Um, yes, um, the smell of mint, it reminds me of my grandma, my mom's mom. It's just because I remember that she used to just like eat candy mints all the time, one after the other one. So every time I hug her, it smelled like mint. So every time she talked to me, it smells like mint. That's awesome. I don't like vanilla. <laughs> I remember you saying that. <laughs> yeah, Every, we need an example. Can of I buy yours? <laughs> <laughs> well, every Saturday morning was cleaning day. And my mom would start by lighting all the vanilla candles that she could buy throughout the whole house and then douse everything in bleach. <laughs> <laughs> the worst possible version of vanilla too <laughs> yeah so like sometimes yeah it was just really really strong and then it was just associating with cleaning and stress and getting up early and that's yeah. what we're doing all day and then I have like dust allergies so I would always get sick yes and so just like I don't want to I don't want to smell vanilla <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I you'll be starting getting private messages from people being like, are you buying your vanilla this month? Or <laughs> I can't even think about buying the vanilla. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to bring it into this house. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a good example of a negative association. And Colleen's, if you talk to Colleen with your words going through her auditory senses, she'll say, I know this vanilla bottle has nothing to do with cleaning. However, her limbic system has made the connection and refuses to let go of it. And that is stronger than all the other senses of ration and reason and logic and looking with her eyeballs and seeing that she's not at her mom's house and it's just a bottle of stress away or whatever it is, right? Like none of those senses combined can overpower the limbic system when it has a grip on that. Um, yeah, the other question I was going to ask was, is there a smell that you dislike? 
<laughs> mom says I can ship all your mom. Um, hello, dibs. Did we even talk about this? Did we even discuss custody over Colleen's vanilla? <laughs> Was that conversation even had? <laughs> Wait, that means she's not buying kid power either. <laughs> Colleen will be placing a really good order of vanilla in kid power and stress away next month. <laughs> Uh, she's like, just do not ship it to this house. <laughs> I the weird the thing <laughs> is I use stress away with Epsom salts in the bath and it was a completely different experience. Because it's not pure vanilla, that's why. And there's no yeah. bleach either. So I yeah. hope not. <laughs> it's more calm. Yeah. I remember but, you saying, you were like, I don't know if I'm able to use the stress away because of the vanilla. You, When you smelled it from the bottle, I don't think you were like super stoked. But you said in the bath, it was fine, which is interesting. I mean, that's the way I was with Valor too. I smelled Valor too, and I thought, yeah, this is the probably worst oil. And I had just swapped a bottle of Evergreen Essence for it, so I was like, this is the worst oil I've ever smelled. And then I diffused. Okay. It and I thought, Ooh. Okay. Here's another one. I like the smell of chlorine because it reminds me of going swimming. Yes, me too. <laughs> Give me a bucket of chlorine any time. Just kidding. <laughs> no but it is that good it is a good association that i have with chlorine also yeah when i smell it or you hear like the big echoey and you feel like the you like you smell the chlorine and like you can feel that kind of painful but not super painful like wet and warm floor underneath your feet and like humid and you're just like so excited to jump in the water ymca ymca <laughs> I tried to learn that song. It is so hard. It goes so it's fast. There's so, so many words. Easy. What? The whole song? I look up, there's like thousands of words to that song. It's insane. Seriously, the girl of many words is, is intimidated by the song YMCA. Young man. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried. I was like, I can't even sing with it. It's so fast. All right. I guess I gotta, I gotta keep practicing. I will. All right. So an experiment you can do there's so many fun ones on here, but um, one is to find five strongly scented items. You could even just do this with five bottles of oil and blindfold somebody and have them. Um, you're like, is this a Lucy Libido class I just walked into? Um, have them smell and try to guess what each item is. Um, she says, do it with several people and see who has the best sense of smell. She says, do not choose chemicals as they can pose a hazard when they like, what was that? Oh, I think there was ammonia. <laughs> My lungs burnt. Was that mustard gas? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't try to kill people with this. So there's lots of fun little activities you can do in here. All right. The recipe she gives you is smelling power. She gives you basil and garlic pesto. <laughs> Anybody know why garlic made the list? <laughs> so this is a way to enliven an old favorite. This actually sounds so wonderful. I am so sad that basil is not in season right now. So I will be making this when basil is growing. So basil leaves, walnuts or pine nuts, extra virgin olive oil, garlic, salt, and pepper. Blend it all, obviously and then eat it, of course. <laughs> so that's everything we have for the smell right now. 
I hope this was fun for you guys. We didn't even talk about bathroom things. So that makes it a good nutrition class. <laughs> uh, and to close, I will just ask everybody so you can get it on the record since we are recording. What is a diffuser smell that you love right now at this point in time? Of course, it can change all the time. We all have the seasonal favorites. We just get hooked on. But what do you like diffusing? You can put it in the chat box or say it. Either one, whichever one you want. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Yes. The So the blend, nutmeg, ginger, clove. Idaho grand fur. So good. All by itself. That's a good it's one. Christmas. That is a Christmas smell. Yes. Okay, so I've been doing Christmas spirit, cinnamon bark, orange, and peppermint. Okay, that sounds like something I'd actually want to eat. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I've been yeah, doing yeah, Christmas been spirit like, too. We just this weekend were like, it's a rough. It was a rough week, an awful weekend. Shut everything off. Put Christmas off. <laughs> so I put that in one diffuser in one part of the room, and the other side I did Evergreen Essence, Northern Lights Black Spruce, Idaho Blue Spruce, and pine in one, like by the tree, like close to the tree, so like it would smell like a real tree. Like your tree is up. And you, yep. And then we would like. As you know, I was walking from like one side of the room, you would smell like the, the Christmas spirit, like, you know, the cinnamony smell, and then you'd walk to the other side, and then you'd smell that. And that, I that's my trick to do if you really want to smell your diffusers all day, is that I put different that's scents all so around the house. And oh so my that gosh. when like you walk in, you, you'll get, you know what I mean? Like you, the scent changes, so you're, you, your scents are like, oh, that's a different smell. Let's recognize that. Um, so yeah. as I'm walking around the house. I'm smelling oh, yeah. it more. <laughs> Not just getting the benefits, you know what I mean? Just but yeah, smoking. but actually enjoying it. Okay, you just made me think that we, you know, people do diffuser blends. They're like, this diffuser blend is walking in a forest or whatever. Winter crunching forest. Um, why not as Sabrina's pointing out if you do different smells you smell it more because you're moving from room to room and so yeah it's like because you get accustomed to the smell and then you smell it differently when you walk back in you just described Narnia because in one room you have all the spices and then you go through the wardrobe door into the forest so you can make like your themed smell pairs like that would be so so nerdy and so fun <laughs> um, i'm here for it i'm here for it i'm using a cassia wintergreen and vanilla ah, i cannot uh, i'm like obsessed You've got I me so hooked. I can't ridiculous. stop. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Ever, I, I had to order a ton more wintergreen too. Because I, I was like going through my wintergreen. And yeah, well, you know it's all going to end when my Cassia runs out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm diffusing Cassio, <laughs> wintergreen, and Kid Power. <laughs> can't get enough of it. I did Kid Power till my vanilla came and then I switched. Yeah. I need more vanilla to come. <laughs> it needs to come. <laughs> well, and this Leslie is awesome. needs to come. 
I know, I know. And then we need to um, place an order on Colleen's account. <laughs> hey, mom, um, Michael has an account too. So <laughs> we can share these. What did, did you say? I said, Michael has an account too. Oh, <laughs> uh -huh. yeah, I don't think Cassia is uh, available I anymore, right? I don't think you can get Cassia anymore. It was convention only, and it just ran out like two weeks ago. I'm pretty sure. I Horror. I was on the phone with Young Living today, and I asked them, "Is the reason I couldn't get it yesterday because I got it in October?" I said, "Because it's a different month." And she wasn't sure, so she said she was gonna that's what was tell someone us. to make that's it. There was the post about it. Groups. There was but also she said, like I said, when do you think it will be back? And she was going, Well, maybe like later in the month or something, like if if they're doing Black Friday and go, yeah, but what good will it do me if I can't buy it if it's still November? Yeah. So, yeah. On that. Yeah. They said there was a post. I wanna see they say that yeah. Jessica posted it from corporate saying that if you bought it in uh, to be fair to everybody if you yeah. bought it in in uh october you couldn't get it in november yeah and I'll, yeah i assumed that was why i just wished i had relevant. known so i would like 